Hi guys, welcome back to Coping and Groping. I'm Donnie. And I'm Paige. And we're so glad to finally have made it back to you guys. I know there's been quite a delay in recording, but we have had so much going on. Like, just ridiculous. What she means to say is we are lazy pieces of shit. With hectic lives, okay? We're sorry. Yeah, we are. We we are. We We talk about it every day. We should really record today, but... It's time to go to bed. I do need my sleep. Yes, same. Gotta gotta keep these good looks up, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. All right, well, today, Paige and I have talked it over, and we both have several questions that you guys have submitted, so what we're going to do is go through and take turns answering the questions that you've sent. So do you want to go first, Paige? Well, one of the questions that we've been asked a few times is how is our relationship with our grandmother and that's a really hard question for us to answer as one so our dynamics are a little different so I'll tell you guys how my relationship is with my grandmother and Donnie Seal will kind of explain her dynamic with grandma my dynamic is that I don't seek out a relationship with her I don't call her. I don't voluntarily go to her home. I am never overly excited to see her, I guess. Um, My children know who she is. They love her to death. They know absolutely nothing about our histories together. They love her to death. They, I let them spend time with her as well whenever we're at family events and stuff. So it's not like I'm keeping my kids from her. I just don't actively seek out a normal day-to-day relationship with her. We have no problem talking face-to-face or over the phone at all, like nothing ever happened. But I kind of shield my family from her, not only because of my childhood, but from the way that she treated Devin before we were married. And honestly, I just don't want my kids influenced by anything that she says so really that's how my dynamic with her works how about you don um (laughs) how fucking dare you bitch (laughs) please keep that how fucking dare you please keep that how fucking dare you bitch how fucking rude okay anyways nisha okay fuck off Fuck, pagey wagey. We'll fucking get it. We'll get it fucked up in here. Let's light this candle. Okay. (laughs) Anywho, okay. Well, so the way that I see it, which I've mentioned this before in previous episodes about people being the product of their environment and their raising and whatnot. And she came from a world where mental health was not a thing. Like, Anything mental health related was shamed. You're freaking psycho. You're crazy. Um, So I kind of get why she went without treatment for so long. So I kind of like, I do not forgive her for the things that she's done. But I also understand that she's like 150 years old and she's by herself. And she's ruined every relationship she's ever had. Um, I do not let my children spend, like, spend extended amount of time around her. 
um, because she does still say some questionable shit. And and honestly, that's more for me because Parker Parker doesn't understand anything right now. Adelaide mm-hmm. Adelaide yeah. understands, but Adelaide also doesn't really like being around Grandma because Adelaide doesn't yeah. like loud people. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about Adelaide. Um, but it's more for my sake than anything because if she says even like the slightest thing to one of my kids, I will go the fuck off. But if she needs me or she calls me and says she needs something like to pay a bill or she needs to go grocery shopping or something like that, I'll go back there and do it because at the end of the day, I understand shit like that. I mean, it's hard to accept if you're not as forgiving as I am, but I can pretty much get past anything if the, I don't want to say it like that. That's kind of fucked up. Say it. You know, I love fucked up. Yeah, like, I'll I'll pretty much forgive anything if the price is right, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) If the price is right. But, yeah. So, I do love her. I do care for her. But, like, and and she has apologized for a few things. Um, The majority of the stuff, she pretty much, like, I don't know if she's convinced herself that it never happened or what the fuck. But, yeah, so, she, she has apologized for a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Most everything, though, she pretty much pretends never happened. Yeah. Most of, like, the the important shit. <laughs> the shit that matters. Right. Um, another question that was in related, that was related to that, kind of um, spilling off into the rest of the question. Will the podcast change our relationships with her, or will it change our some of our family views towards her so she is incredibly ancient and will never hear this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i mean if she does i i'm one of those that's like sorry about it it we did it hey um but i really don't think it's gonna change anything she's probably never gonna sit down and listen to the podcast anyway one of our family members actually wrote a book or two. I'm not really sure. I haven't read the books about our family. And she had nothing nice to say about that person. So I could only imagine that she would be incredibly upset. But she would never, like, cut, I want to say us off. But I'm not really a part of an us. She would never, like, cut Donnie, Donnie off for it. She would just be, like, pissed off and start, like, a three-day fight and argument about it. And then it would disappear like it never happened. Yeah. So what she would do is she would just talk shit about me behind my back. And then to my face, she would pretend like it never happened. But I will tell you guys, I literally recorded and edited in her house the other day right in front of her. So, you know. That's hilarious. What did she say? She didn't say anything. She just sat there in her recliner while I edited because I was over there doing something, and I brought my iPad, and I was like, fuck it, let me just get some shit done while I'm over here. And I had it on, like, loud, too. And I listened to because, you know, when you're editing, you listen to the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I bet was she like, was like, what the fuck? There was, like, one sentence that was like, Grandma's is literally hell. And I repeated that, like, 12 times. <laughs> you did. Oh, my gosh. I totally remember that. That's so but, funny. Yeah, so she wouldn't really... And she does know that we have a podcast. 
And I remember when I told her, she got pissed. And I was like, what the fuck are you mad for? Like, because I didn't even tell her what it was about. She doesn't even know what it's about. I was How like, many bougie chocolate candy balls are in your mouth? This one. I want a Ferrero Rocher. I have like 12 more packs. Dude, Brandon cleared out the Dollar General. Oh, he's a hero. Sorry, but, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I can't remember what I was saying, but yeah, basically that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> okay, so the other half of that one is will our family's views change towards her? I'm going to tell you right now, our family already knows how crazy she is, okay? They're not going to change at all. They're, most of our family don't, doesn't really have a relationship with her either. But, hey, I'm sure at her funeral, everyone's going to pull up crying. I'm not, just because I don't cry, sorry. I don't, death is not a crying matter for me. Death is extremely final. And, yeah, rolling out of that one. So, I really don't think our family's views are going to change very much. Um, I do think that we, which, I mean, I say I do think, but this is already happening. We already have family members that reach out to us and they're like apologizing and, you know, trying to blame themselves, I, I feel like. But my opinion on that is, first of all, you, you can't take credit for that. She did a really good job of faking the good life that we had. And we had a good job enforcing those beliefs. We did a really good job enforcing people to believe that we were really well off. And you can't, you can't take any credit or blame for the things that were going on behind closed doors and you didn't know. Yeah, I really, I agree. Like, we did a really good job keeping it under wraps. I mean, and even if, I will say this, okay, we kept it under wraps, like, in the important times, but, like, we did tell a bunch of people, um, (laughs) but, like, the way that, you know, we live in the South, like, ass whoopings ain't no thing, you know, they're, like, they thought that we were, like, exaggerating, you know what I mean? They thought that we were right. just rebellious kids who got an ass whooping and were pissed about it. Like, no, homie, we were getting the ever-living shit kicked out of us. Like, I was pulling my head from the depths of 1976 mobile home paneling, bro. Yeah, like, goddamn, y'all... <laughs> It's fine though, like you know, like I don't really care now. Like <laughs> it's cool. Like we're not mad about it. <laughs> I'm really not. Like you know, I'm really I'm not. Really, I could be though. I could be. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to be, I will be mad. I can bring it up. Can bring it yeah, up. dude. If any one of these motherfuckers ever pisses me off, will you remember that one time I fucking called you? <laughs> See, I never called anyone. You were so vocal. Like I was just oh. like, fuck it. If I'm here to die, I'm here to die. Dude, I would literally stand out in the yard and be like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> now, okay. You say that. So I don't, I have, you've never mentioned this before. So I have no idea if you remember it or if you even heard it or if you like cared or you blocked it out. Like, I don't know. But when I was like a teenager, I would, okay, let me start over. When I was a very young child before a teenager, I would, like, cry a lot in my room. Like, I would be stone cold, 
perfectly stoic and then walk away and then just be like crying in my room. And I just remember asking, like, I would pray. I would pray a lot when I was little, when I was, before I was 11, I prayed all day long at school, at home. Like I would pray all day long and be like, why? Like, what did I deserve? What did I do? Like, who was I in a past life to deserve this kind of evil things that are happening to me? And I would just cry and pray and pray and pray that things would get better. And then when I got to be a teenager, I would literally be like exploding with anger. It would just be like seeping out of me. So I would go out into the yard and just scream for as long and as loud as I could and just be like fucking the evil just pouring out of me, out of my soul. And I would like scream into my pillow or, and I would just be like, I don't fucking understand. Or, you know, I would like blame everything. (laughs) Sorry, I just choked to death on a fucking piece of candy. Sorry, continue. Yes. So I would like, at one point I would start blaming like God or the people around me or the family that let this happen because in my eyes, snorting. What? (laughs) I heard you go. (laughs) That was probably my bag because like. That shit was funny as fuck, bro. I swallowed something. I didn't even breathe. (laughs) (laughs) But I will I haven't snort. been breathing, bitch. I was fucking chugging something to drink because I fucking choked on a piece of fucking candy. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just, like, blame God and anything else because I just assumed that everyone knew what was going on. But, yeah, I would go out into the yard, man, and just scream as loud and as long as I could. Or I would go to my bedroom and, like, take my pillow and just scream as long as I could and see how long it would take me before I could suck in a breath. I would, like, pray to die. I would be like, just kill me. Kill me off. I don't care how. Yeah, I tried a couple times, but nothing ever really worked out because, um, well, you know how, like, there was, like, nothing sharp in the house because she, no, she homie, knew. You pulled a knife on me. Remember that? Uh, that's why I said she knew. She knew, and I do remember that. And you deserved it. You were being mean to me. Okay, but you're fucking crazy. To this day, Amen. Hallelujah, dude. But like, yeah, I don't. I do vaguely like. I do remember you screaming, but like, homie, I was screaming too. Like, (laughs) I was like in my room, fucking screaming and crying and shit. And I was like, God, there goes Paige. She's screaming and crying too. I guess we can do it together. She can do it outside. I can do it in the house. Fuck it. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, I went through, like, the same phase where I, um, I cried, like, 7th and 8th grade, like, every day after school, and, like, Grandma had you all fucking turned against me because I fucking, apparently, was so jealous of you, and, like, you know how she fucking did that stupid shit, so, like, it was pretty much- She always did that. Yeah, she was, like, all buddy-buddy with you, and then she would fucking get mad at you and get all buddy-buddy with me. But, like, at the hardest part, like, she was, like, look at her in there fucking crying and shit. Like, how fucking, like, what a fucking baby, like. And I just remember that, like, damn, I said, like, about 15 times in that one second. And you snorted three times. I'm sniffing. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. I got fucking. It's loud. I got sinus <laughs> problems. I got the sinuses. 
I got the sinus, sinitis. So I remember, actually, I don't, that's the first time I've ever remembered that scenario, but I do remember that now that you bring it up. And I think, I think a lot of your, this is going to sound stupid. Let me rephrase what I'm about to say before you throw hands with me. So I think it felt like I was like against you because that that's the way it was portrayed purposefully. Um, but I, it's not like I truly ever, you know, felt that way. She was very good at manipulating, but it was never like a permanent feeling, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like, I do remember this instance that you're talking about where she was like, oh, she's crying in her room like a little fucking baby. I remember that instance. And I do remember exactly what happened because I remember rolling my eyes and walking down the hallway. But I, it hurts so bad for like, just to even think about it because the manipulation that she put us through. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing right now because like it's funny to me because I don't know if you remember or not. It's not like it's not bad. I don't hold any animosity about it, but like I, I like when I saw I was homeschooled for three and a half years or whatever. So oh, God, I hated that for you. And so when I went back to school it was really overwhelming because I was like boom yeah. back in like high school and shit. And it was yeah. really overwhelming. And that's when I would come home and cry. And, like, one of those times, like, you guys both made fun of me. Oh, like, my God. I remember this one. I do remember bro. this one. <laughs> bro. <laughs> I wait, 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 bro. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you deserve this one. <laughs> it's fine, you dude. Really. I know how it was because I did the same shit to you, dude, like, with her. Like, if she picked me as favorite for the week, I would take that shit and run, just like you did. Like, I don't ever remember. I See, I don't ever remember that. It's Like, I don't remember bro. her ever, like, you ever being, like, when we were teenage, like, later. Eat my like, ass, bro. I know maybe. exactly what you were about to say. I don't ever remember you being the favorite of the week. <laughs> that's not what I was about to say, but that's fucking hilarious. Bro, you're right. Because I, I was never the favorite. Once I got to be, like, 16, boom, it was over for me. Like, what, I bro? I felt like it got worse for me. Bro, that's when she put me on lockdown. Remember, she found out I was having sex because she went through my trash can and found a condom. Bro, that shit was so funny. Fuck that bitch. That shit was so fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I think I was the favorite for like four days until she got Bro, over you mean like four fucking years, bitch? Bro, that was before I even fucking like got sent in front of a judge and shit like it it didn't get no easier <laughs> yeah, i forgot there was a well i moved away so i was clearly not the favorite <laughs> <laughs> bro you were still the favorite like she still like talked about you all the time and shit but when you first moved out holy shit dude like she was obsessed with me like yeah she, she was, was she was so nice dude i was like what the fuck is happening she thought i was coming for your ass next bro she knew she, she was so fucking nice. But yeah, it didn't last very long. I'll tell you that. Yeah, her relationship like dynamic is really interesting. She's a weirdo. So fucking annoying. Okay. We totally got off topic. Yeah, but it's fine. They like it when we do that. Do they? Did that, yeah. Is that what they told you? I don't know. Yeah. Same. Same. Okay. Had a f- hit, hit me with some of questions that you know people have thrown your way. Okay. Well, the one, honestly... So we've talked about a couple of the other ones, but the one that really, like, speaks to me is 
Do you feel emotionally numb and find it hard to have loving feelings, even towards ah. those who are emotionally close to you? That is a fucking on the fucking nail on the head, like whoever you are. Of us. Are you suffering trauma too? Yeah, like who are you? Do you know? <laughs> Honestly, like I struggle saying I love you in general like that makes me uncomfortable I don't like hugging I don't like holding hands I don't like expressing any type of emotional ties like it's really hard to get me to talk like that um my best friend she is actually one of the reasons why I'm actually able to say I love you now um even me and Paige, we didn't even say it until, or Paige and I, we didn't even say it until recently. Yeah. And even then, sometimes Probably, we When you were can't. in Germany, bro, like, right at the end of your, like, Germany time, that's when we started saying I love you. Yeah. And like, it was a joke. Like, we started off as doing it a fucking joke, like, making fun of each other because of it. Yeah, dude. I love you. I love you, stupid. You better say it back, you fucker. Ah, you now can't we're say like, it. <laughs> now we're, like, overly... <laughs> attached i guess yeah like, be like we'll be trying to get off the phone and be like i love you bitch and she'll be like i love you more and i'll be like i love you more so like it's yeah dude like one day and and it's like a huge fear like if i'm gonna say i love you if you don't say it back i'm gonna fucking get pissed yo like, i'm either gonna fight you or i'm gonna kill myself yeah like you and <laughs> you and caitlin are the reason why i say it and i say it to you guys and i say it to Jeannie too Jeannie is another reason why i say it but okay, i um, love KK and Jeannie, shout out to the best bitches in the whole wide world. Helping us fight through trauma every day. But yeah, dude, one time I said I love you and then Caitlin hung up without saying it back. Dude, I ain't never fucking called somebody back so fast in my fucking life. Oh, you're better. I would have never picked up that phone and called. Bro, I was so fucking, I was so shocked. I was like, bitch, the only reason why I say I love you is because you got me conditioned to say that shit and now you're going to fucking hang up on me? She was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I never said it to anyone until, other than you and Devin. Actually, I don't even, yeah. Yeah, you were one of them at the time. I would never do that. People would tell me, I was the person who hung up, dude. I was not saying that shit back. You can love me until the end of fucking time, but I'm not, I don't love anybody back and our best friends, what like my husband's best friend and his wife. Oh my gosh, we love them so much. But he used to give me so much shit because you know they're very loving people, and they were comfortable with that. And I just was not. And he, to this day, I am telling you, if he picked up the phone or Jen picked up the phone and called me, and they, you know, we're done with the conversation, and they say love you, and I hang up guaranteed not only are they gonna call me back but i'm gonna get fucking shit on for like six weeks for not saying it back so i started saying it back like to everyone after that like they they like threw me into that lifestyle and now everyone i'm like love you love you love you love you yeah dude like it's just it's really hard out here like feeling scared to say I love you or hug people or Paige and I we don't hug each other either do not fucking touch me yeah we don't hug like yo if you touch me you can ask everyone who knows me if they touch me without asking I am going to either spaz out purposefully to look like a fucking psychopath and like flail my arms around like a fucking puffer fish who's pissed off 
Like, or don't. like just get pissed off. Yeah, just let's just not. Let's don't please don't me. even try to shake my hand. Ew. And it's not you. Like it has nothing to do with you. Just don't fucking touch me. It's a me thing. I don't yeah. like to be touched. I don't like being touched and I don't like pretending like I'm okay with being touched. It's too like, intimate. Like touching is intimate to me because I yeah. was never touched. I was never touched as a child. Like I don't want to yeah, be touched dude. now. Yeah, like don't that's reserved for like one person. if you think about it we would go months without any physical touch from anything other than an animal and that is why i am a whore yeah my my husband appreciates the trauma in the bedroom i guess and another question that we had um that really just hit close to home for me do you have a hard time remembering the specifics yes we talked about that I have a really hard time remembering anything that gives me um, bad feelings. Um, oh, not block them out, Betty over here. Yeah, sorry. And Paige tells me every time I bring something up, write that down. Write that down. Don't forget. Because if I don't write it down, or I will definitely forget about it. Like right now, if you were to ask me like the most traumatizing thing in my life, I would probably be like, well, I ran out of chicken nuggets yesterday. That's because... Yeah, because I can't, I can't just pull shit out of my brain like other people can. I don't know why, but yeah, I so don't how just do be you, yeah. pulling it out of my asshole, bro. Yeah, dude, it's like pouring over the fucking edge for you, and I'm over here like, oh, yeah. Because I think I've, I think I've, um, honestly, to be one, I actually thought about this on the way home today from work. What saved me? my entire childhood and adulthood was taking it in taking it in and forcing it into memory because the amount of will I I don't think people relate to the amount of willpower that just the women in our family in general have yeah the uh, the women in our family have immense mental willpower and so I would take all of those things those scenes those scenarios and like bring them into like my memory and just make them a power source pretty much to like survive the next day and I would that anger honestly anger is what fueled me until I was until I was a mom so yeah I think that's why I think let me start that over so yeah that's why I think I remember things so well is because I forced them into memory and your coping mechanism was to pretend that shit never happened. Yeah, I think that's that's like really why I still get along with grandma. Because I'm like, ah, that shit didn't happen. This is benefiting me. Like, I'm having a great time. But I yeah. do still, like, I do hold grudges, like, towards some people. But it's for really weird shit. It's not for, like, the important shit. It's so fucking, it's so ass backwards. How was your week donnie my week oh my god it's gonna take me 15 minutes to remember what happened yesterday oh my gosh that's so funny um you're so funny <laughs> did i tell you oh my god so today the um, there was like some sort of scam across the state of louisiana where there was um there were reported active shooters at several schools across the state 
and all those schools went on lockdown and I had a friend call me and let me know that the the Ritter in Leesville was locked down and so I was like oh my god that means fucking Rosemont is locked down too so I freaking went to the school and that was like the most stressful thing out of the whole week but I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because that really fucking sent me almost sent me over the edge that was like that was whenever you told me that that was terrifying yeah that one really and and I stayed there and because obviously they wouldn't let us in and all the parents we stood outside and I stayed there waiting for Adelaide and dude Adelaide came out and she was like she was like I'm scared I I I'm scared. We played the quiet game and they had the lights turned off and that shit made me so fucking sad, dude. That is heartbreaking. Dude, and I'm still I'm still debating on whether or not to bring her to school tomorrow. I just I don't know what to do, but she loves going to school. Like loves it. Every night before bed she's like, "Don't forget to wake me up to go to school tomorrow." And she didn't say that tonight. So I don't I don't know. That's terrifying. I don't. But, I, I don't know if I could. You know, I don't know if I could. I don't. I don't know either, dude. Like that. But yeah, that's that's what sticks out to me most about this past week. And I'm sure there was a lot of horrible things that have happened to me in the last week because I have. The yeah, worst she's time. totally gonna pretend like that she wasn't in a manic low all week. Oh yeah, I've been like stupid depressed, like almost unable to fucking move depressed like thank god brandon is here right now unfortunately i love that you're saying almost unable to move you left your bed like two i mean the two times counts (laughs) and no that's not true i get up and feed my horses every day twice a day even though i really don't want to but yeah i felt that yeah so and i'm i don't know i'm just i'm in a really shitty part of my life and I really don't I don't understand why cuz I'm not doing anything different nothing nothing more is happening but also nothing less so and uh, like the average week for me is like at least two fucked up things happen to me like in a week yeah so I I can't exactly pinpoint what it is but I'll remember it like after we hang up <laughs> as usual but yeah so I've just had a really fucked up week and I'm sure you have too how was your week Um, yeah no my week was really bad but I had a a lot of lows this week and last week but mine I just have some severe separation anxiety man Devin being gone for long periods of time and as soon as Devin leaves like the overwhelming shit begins like a fucking thunderstorm that never leaves above my head so I had a a lot of lows this week but today was my first really good day like the first day that I woke up this morning and I felt productive and I felt good at work today and I came home from work and I was like it was you know it was a really good day and then I you know started feeling it around like 7 p.m where I was getting caught up from the high of the day and my body was crashing so, yeah, lots of highs and lows over here. Depression is a bitch. Yeah, so, like, um, obviously both of our husbands work out of state, so 
um, Paige's husband, he's gone for longer than Brandon. So Brandon's only gone like two weeks at a time now. But the first like few days is always the worst. But for some ungodly reason, when Brandon comes home, it's even worse for me. Like I'm happier, but I'm not happier. Like when he, yeah, like I'm more stressed. Like I feel like I don't have the energy to get the stuff done that needs to get done. And my normal routine while he's gone is like completely thrown off. And that puts me in a bad way. Like, it's so weird for me. I don't, I don't know. I would much prefer to have him home, but when he is home, it's like the shit doubles or even triples like the shit that I have to get done. Yeah. No, I completely agree, man. Whenever Devin comes home, I feel like we have to cram so much shit in while he's here that we don't get to like enjoy it very much. Or people are like asking us to go somewhere or we're having to go home to visit or just all kinds of shit. Yeah, I agree. Like it's there's just more shit to do because there's stuff that I'm like I wait for him to get home to do. Like if I want to do like a big project or whatever, I need his help because I can't have the kids out there with me. You know, yeah. it's easier to have two eyes instead of or two sets of eyes instead of one. But so that just adds a bunch of extra shit that we have to do. And it's just stressful. I agree. But when he leaves again next week, I'm going to be <laughs> just as miserable. It's totally fine, though. It's totally fine. But, yeah, so. What mine else? comes in waves. I think I think I just hit waves. Yeah, same. Like, mine, like, it's here and there. Like today, if I'm outside, most of the time if I'm outside, I can forget about it. But as soon as I come back in the house, it hits me again. So that was a ton of the questions that we've been asked. We hope we answered them to the best of our ability. If you guys have any further questions, of course, we're always available at our usual places on social media or at our email that you can find in our bios. So we had a great time today, as usual. We are looking forward to seeing you guys again. Yeah, absolutely. We had a great time. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was so funny. I almost hung up on your ass before you started laughing. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) That shit was so creepy. Later, taters.